Welcome to the AI-generated podcast. I'm your human host, Izzy. I'm a computer science and audio engineering student. And I am your other human host, Kelsey. And uh, today I just received my diploma where I, from grad... Hooray! (laughs) Hooray! I graduated from school officially. Yeah. That's great. Did you hang it up? Did you frame it? I put it in the holder that they give you when you walk across the stage at graduation. They don't give you your diploma. They just give you a a little holder for your diploma. So it looks like you're getting something on stage. That's a $100,000 holder there that you just paid for. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was like, today I got a piece of paper that proves that I paid a lot of money and worked really hard for four years. (laughs) And not much else. Um, no, I'm I'm really psyched. We're being held against our will by a multinational corporation who won't let us go until we've taught their AI American popular culture. <laughs> Today we fed all of SNL's weekend updates to the AI in order to please our corporate overlords. They love SNL. <laughs> <laughs> They, they're like, I haven't noticed any dip in quality. I'm sorry, I shouldn't call them out so early. <laughs> Our corporate overlords, we need to be, keep quiet about them. Yeah. <laughs> the Hey I Generated podcast has been synchronously composed by a number of intelligent computer programs designed to mimic the tone of a data set of texts. This internet radio show seeks to harness this technology for meaningless tasks. <laughs> Kelsey, I am so excited. The day has finally the come. Day has come. It has arrived. You've worked on this for, you've worked too much on this, probably. This episode, it should have been the finale. I have spent <laughs> so much time working on this one because normally with all of these other shows that we've done or books, we can feed it right into the AI. It's no problem. Or, you know, popular shows like Breaking Bad already have published transcriptions or scripts available. This one did, had nothing of the sort. Nothing. I looked everywhere and I couldn't find anything that was high quality enough that I needed it to be. There was a lot of like fans who have transcribed bits and pieces of things they liked, but I I wanted just Weekend Update, which is, in my opinion, the best part of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and I think narrowing in on a feature like that will help the AI produce content that makes sense. But was that the case when you you also pulled the script? So I'm in the dark this week. This was all this one was all me. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the deal. If you haven't seen Weekend Update, it's a comedy news show. So they read the news, which is real news, but then they make jokes about it. So and it's very it's very rapid fire. So they'll make they'll read one headline, usually one sentence joke, next headline. And sometimes they have guests on, character guests. And I didn't use that as part of the training data. I only used their jokes parts. And I I transcribed manually by hand a couple hundred of the jokes which doesn't sound like a lot, a couple hundred, <laughs> but it was. I trust, I assure you, it was a lot of work. Yeah, no, that sounds like a good amount of work. <laughs> for, a, for a dumb thing like this. If anyone comes in here and says that that wasn't a lot of work, send them to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kelsey. So I was really worried about this one. Weekend Update is a, is a very liberal kind of segment, so they make lots of jokes about conservatives and Republicans, but it frequently is very edgy in a liberal kind of way in the sense that they just talk about things that are generally taboo 
And Michael Che is black and Colin Jost is the other host who's white. So there's lots of race humor mm. from Che and then lots of race humor from Jost too. But like they kind of, they kind of play, they banter off each other yeah. about it. But the thing about that is that that kind of relationship is so nuanced yeah. and so delicate. The you know? AI doesn't have any context for what's appropriate or what is That's funny exactly in right. terms of race, especially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we've seen how misogynistic and... Well, we haven't seen that many examples of racism from it, but I assume it's out there. In general, I was actually pretty impressed with how well it handled it. Good. I thought it was going to be a nightmare. Like, I thought it was going to start. There were a couple moments where it said some pretty gnarly things that I won't repeat. But most of the time, it was pretty liberal and respectful. (laughs) Which is unusual from what we know about this AI. Um. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really excited. So, but wait, what level of the AI did you use? Because I, yeah, I feel like sometimes the smarter AIs are less offensive. Like they understand a little bit better. Yeah, I think that's right, actually. Yeah. Because uh, they understand subtext a little bit more. Yeah. They understand nuance. So this one, I went all out. I used the best one. I really wanted to see if it could write jokes. Yeah. And the answer is, the answer is kind of. <laughs> Occasionally. <laughs> it's Weekend Update with Colin Jost and Michael Chen. Donald Trump celebrated his 72nd birthday by forcing the military to carry out a surprise nuclear attack drill just minutes after he launched the attack on Twitter. I know it sounds crazy, but that's exactly the kind of thing you'd expect from a man who wears a baby bracelet. <laughs> don't worry about it don't worry that it doesn't make much sense no i just love the burn it's so (laughs) everyone calls him baby hands right i think it's a baby bracelet that's the joke baby bracelets for his baby hands (laughs) yeah brutal you want to keep going yeah read another one A man who was hanging out on a New York City subway platform managed to capture video of a train barreling down the tracks towards him, and somehow he was the only person able to get out of the way in time. The rest of us are still on that train, myself included. I'm still on that train. I can't get off. Please stop pushing. (laughs) (laughs) It's got the the start, the setup. And then the kind of weird punchline, which is I'm on the train That's right now. That's so funny. <laughs> I, the camera, um, the camera pans out and like he's actually set up like the set like on a subway car. Yeah, or something. <laughs> it's like you're. It's like reading jokes from the person who doesn't really understand how to banter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The House passed a resolution to try and block President Trump's national emergency declaration, which is the equivalent of a toddler putting his hands over his ears and saying, la la la, I can't hear you. (laughs) It was a largely partisan vote with only 12 Republicans voting with Democrats, which is normally how Republicans spell their last names. (laughs) (laughs) Republicans don't even support their own families. Just ask Kanye West. <laughs> That's a, not a bad punchline. This actually. one is so good. <laughs> what is it? What is the first punchline? Is the um, okay? Which is exactly how Republicans spell their That's last. That's the name. first. The first punchline. 
is that Democrats is the last name of most Republicans. (laughs) (laughs) I'm John T. Democrat, and I'm running for the Republican House. (laughs) Yeah. And then the second punchline is Republicans don't even support their own families, just as Kanye West, which is genius. Like, that is a very good good joke. joke. Just that line is like a standalone, pretty good joke. (laughs) Um. So a lot of the SNL jokes are like this, where they have the setup, the first punchline, and then the laugh, and then the second punchline. Mm, mm. And sometimes the other person riffs on it. So sometimes there's a, there's a setup a little bit. Facebook has launched a new dating app called Face Connect, designed to help people connect serendipitously while they're using the other apps. <laughs> what a wild pitch. The app uses facial recognition technology to identify users and then sends them a notif- notification that says, hey, we match. By the time they look up, they've been loaded onto Instagram. (laughs) Oh, my God! (laughs) So now you have an old picture of a stranger popping up in your feed, and the only way to stop them is by blocking yourself. (laughs) By blocking yourself. Blocking yourself. That is such a weird one. It made up technology. That's so, it's so creepy. That idea is very disturbing. So the app idea is, presumably, it's using the camera on your phone. And then it's doing facial recognition. So it's finding the user, finding their Instagram profile, and then putting them on your feed if you walk by them, essentially. That's the that's the app it's idea. It's so creepy. And it's insane to me that a machine created this idea for a program, I for an app. Ah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is not written by a human. That's really creepy. <laughs> I don't like it. I really hope... And it's written it so, in the form of a joke. Like, haha, what think, if we did this? So there are apps like this, but they're dating apps, right? Like Grindr and Tinder kind of work this way. If you're in... No. Not if you walk by them, but if you're in the area. No, no it's not like this. This is, this is, you point your camera at a stranger, it oh. pulls up their Instagram profile. That's the idea for this app. That's so creepy. We have to, we have to, we can't, we can't publish this, Izzy. We have to tamp down this idea. This can't come (laughs) true. It's a terrible idea. (laughs) I actually think it's probably already out there. Like facial recognition is really advanced now. It's not that the technology isn't out there. It's that this is the app idea. Yeah. This is the idea that everyone could, should be able to do this. upload this on your phone and have access to this technology at any time. All right. Yeah. You want to read the next one? Uh, new research suggests that climate change could cause a massive famine that will lead to the deaths of a billion people. Aww. But that's okay, because the research also suggests that we could reverse the effects of climate change by eating a billion people. So we all have a choice. Be willfully slaughtered or be literally eaten. That's a great joke. I love this one. That's a great joke. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's almost a weekend update joke. Like, you could almost... It's really good. You could adjust it a little bit, and it would be a joke. Reddit today announced a new feature that enables users to pay a small fee and do a favor for one stranger. And I'll admit, I was a little concerned at first because I thought it was a Tinder feature. But then I talked to their PR guy and he assured me it was not. So hey, single guys, download Tinder. I mean, Reddit. Sorry. (laughs) It's great, right? Perfect joke. Perfect. I really like that it's also pitching apps. It's pitching app ideas. It, it, it pitched a right. number of app ideas. It's generating me. apps. <laughs> a new study shows that despite the amount of outdoor construction in New York City, air inside buildings still contains twice the particulate matter than outdoor air. Researchers say that indoor air is even worse than previously thought because the particulate matter is definitely cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Researchers also say that indoor air is so bad, you should only do lines in the bathroom. <laughs> Don't worry that it doesn't make so much sense. How bad was it? <laughs> so bad I'm doing lines in the bathroom. <laughs> Cosmetic products in the U.S. no longer have to list their ingredients using the scientific formula because it sounds scary. <laughs> snaps, snaps. That's a this great joke. Is, this is the commentary on America that I am looking for. I love this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. This is like this is like legit. This could be our future. Just like people getting scared of long words and so they're like well we don't even no one knows what those are anyway so we don't have to put them on there it just reduces our sales um, this is only tangentially related mm-hmm. but it does have to do with american understanding of words i don't know if in the last couple of weeks i feel like there have been a bunch of conservative twitter personalities who have unwittingly revealed to everyone that they don't know what the part of speech a pronoun is yeah it's so embarrassing. My favorite was a tweet recently that was like, tell me where there are pronouns in the Constitution. Like, stop reading when you find a pronoun. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> we, we the people. <laughs> the very first word. Yeah. That is, that is kind of relevant to this. I was thinking this cosmetic products one was more along the lines of, I can't quite remember what it was, though. There's something to do with, like, antibiotics like they don't have to put it on the package if they've used antibiotics because like people get freaked out by that and it's actually like maybe not that big a deal or is there something something like that or like how people don't really know what organic means right organic yeah. isn't and like organic a, does not mean necessarily better for the environment yeah no it's a, and it's not like literally only means made of carbon but also like in our modern understanding of it in terms of like growing without pesticides or whatever, all of that is very wishy-washy and unclear. Um, are we starting? Are we opening up the organic hole? Oh no! <laughs> you know, I have a, almost have a minor in sustainable agriculture. Did I tell you this? No, you. I almost what? have a minor. I know. I've taken a lot of classes. <laughs> organic is frustrating because if you see the USDA organic sticker on it, um, that means the USDA has certified, and that's an extremely expensive process to undergo. So oh. the only people who can, it's like, there's the new thing is like big organic. Like the only people okay. that can afford that USDA organic sticker are the big companies. USDA organic does not necessarily mean it's even better for the environment or better for you. It just means that they've met, nor does it even mean that they've used no pesticides. It just means the ones that the USDA acknowledges, you know, which is that yeah. list is like incomplete and wrong too. So it really doesn't mean anything. It just means that they were able to afford that sticker and they're not using yeah. like Oh, see, I didn't even know that. That's so typical. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just that they bought that label. Literally. That's so stupid. What we really need is an independent certification program that focuses on sustainability. Organic farming in monocultures is also not sustainable. No. That's it's equally problematic. Mm-hmm. What we really need is like an independent certification program that goes over all of everything. So it's it confirms that uh and also not all pesticides are bad. Some pesticides like the all these integrated pest management solutions, like yeah. they use some, but they're short lived in the you know, they, they have a half life very fast that washes away, doesn't mm. contaminate groundwater, etc. So we need like a science forward organization that understands what's good for humans, what's good for the environment, what's sustainable, and can like accurately assess how a farm is performing on all those metrics. 
Um, and it doesn't cost a ton of money for someone to go out of the way to get. So that's what we really need. And nothing yeah. like that exists. No. You know? And that is really snaps. We need that for sure. And but it's just it seems so unfeasible in our current government structure. <laughs> but it, I don't think it can be in the government. Yeah, okay. I think it yeah. has to be an yeah. independent organization. You did say that. You're right. Yeah. And what sucks <laughs> is there are all these independent organizations that are fucking stupid. Like the non-GMO project is like a fear mongering organization that doesn't yeah. know anything. Yeah. They're a bunch of Karens They're sitting like, there. Like, don't know anything about agriculture. GMOs. Like, this, no GMOs. GMOs bad. Yeah. That's people don't even understand that like we didn't have grapefruits, you know, like grapefruits are f- like a cross between like an orange and a uh, pomelo. Like it's like like we made humans that's made, genetically modified. That's genetically modified. <laughs> as soon as humans started planting maize, they were genetic, genetically yeah. modifying them. Maize used to be corn used to be tiny and uneatable, <laughs> and they and over over thousands of years we made it into what it is today. And everyone's like, "Oh, I can't." I I literally told people that, and they're like, "Don't tell me that. I won't be able to eat it then." And I'm like. You are so You dumb. are literally an idiot. So hey, guess what, Kelsey? When you walk out into the sun, the UV rays are genetically modifying the skin on your arm oh. because that's what happens when UV ray touches the DNA of the skin on your arms. So I, I wear the biggest sunblock because I'm afraid of the sun genetically modifying me. I think the popular literature about genetics and especially stuff like Jurassic Park like has created this idea that like genes messing with genes bad equals bad. And I don't think that's, I don't think that's fair because there's extraordinary potential for genetics to solve a lot of issues. And there's also, and they're right that there are extraordinary risks too, but that comes with any yeah. new power, Yeah, you know, extremely dangerous, extremely powerful. CRISPR has the power to destroy mosquitoes. Like I've heard, yeah, sure. I've heard this for on sure. a podcast, um, for sure. but should they? I don't know. Mosquitoes spread tons of disease. <laughs> My feeling on CRISPR is that we should only use it to solve the the problems that we have in society rather than, which is a blurry line, I know, between trying to make things better and solving problems. But I do think there is a line. Like, I feel like a pro- I feel like it should be used to help people meet the needs of modern mm. society and no further. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It shouldn't be like uh, cosmetic alterations or I don't even yeah. know if that's in the possibility of CRISPR. Yes, but, it is. Uh, one of, well, that's one of the huge well, risks is people making babies that are genetically modified. Here's where it gets tricky, though, because if you had the power to genetically remove predisposition to things like Alzheimer's or cancer, would you do it? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, And a lot of people are saying no, mm-hmm. and I, I'm kind of like... Yeah. Have we seen Gattaca? I mean, it just it just doesn't seem great. <laughs> but Kelsey, what if we have the power to stop something that can cause tremendous suffering? But is it going to? It's only available to the rich. It's only available. No, 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 no. It's everyone. not. No, it's you not would... because CRISPR okay. is ridiculously it's... inexpensive. That's the big thing: is that it's not okay. a state-of-the-art okay. technology. So, so theoretically, it could be kind of like a vaccine that you got in utero. That would make the baby less predisposed to, or like, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a new technology. We can't actually do that yet, to be <laughs> the- clear. But theoretically, but like, it's in the, it's in the, <laughs> yeah, it's in the cards now. Yeah. 
Oh my god, if it was truly made available to like every person on earth, yeah, but the the whole the whole I, Kelsey, I don't even know Gattaca about that is because like that it creates Kelsey, Kelsey, creates Kelsey, we have vaccines that aren't available <laughs> to everyone in the world. I know, you're and right. That, do you you're know right. what I mean? And we still use them and it's and we still use good. Them. Yeah, you're right. So okay. I don't I God, we're really I can't decide. <laughs> Do I have to, I have to decide right now? This is uh, it's down to me. <laughs> Kelsey makes the big decision about how <laughs> genetics and humans are. Like I have vaccines that other people in the, like I am benefiting from vaccines that other people in the world don't have right now, and I'm not like oh we shouldn't use those. <laughs> I do wish that everyone had access to all the vaccines though. So I don't know. I think I think that there are more pressing problems but also curing cancer is horrible and if are there what is what is a more pressing problem than the well-being and the of humanity and to really um, relieving the suffering of humanity i would say that if we could use it to like cure climate change or malaria i don't know would you so you would you would do it you would no, say I no wouldn't. you wouldn't i'm being a devil's advocate i wouldn't <laughs> Because it's a slippery slope too, you know. It's a it's a really fine blurry line between yeah. saying we're gonna prevent this disease and then we're gonna make humans better. And I then think once you get into that, you start to people would just be choosing. I want a baby with blue eyes and blonde exactly, hair. Exactly. Exactly. And it would just be fucked up eugenics. It's it's yeah. There isn't a. Re- I was really moved by the Jurassic Park book, actually, because this was his whole argument: was yeah. like, you can't. Science is just in. It's like a thirsty monster in search of discovery that needs new. Which it's. It was a very kind of cynical take on scientific discovery, but it. It said that it. You know, it, it ravages no. everywhere that goes, and it exploits and it uses and it is all about power. And yeah. my feeling is that. I don't agree with everything in there, but I do think that just because we have this power does not mean we should use it. Even if it means helping people get better, I don't I think there's still very good reasons to say this is this is too far. This is over the line. Um, I guess on the other hand, people have always been afraid of new technologies. Um, like people were afraid of electricity and they thought that they could like hear it in the walls and like feel it all around them um like i just think in time people develop a greater tolerance to whatever technology is out as well i would be i'll be interested to see where it all goes here's the deal though i just said that i would never get a genetically modified like whatever you know you know like (laughs) you would never do genetic modification on a baby (laughs) except that that's what mrna vaccines are and I oh. got one and I was thrilled to get one. Yeah. You know? Those are genetically modified vaccines. It's not grown in a chicken egg. Those are made in a lab using this genetic technology. So as I said, I wouldn't. I already did. Um, and I it was think, worth I it. I think we have to do you it. Know? We have to cure cancer if we can. <laughs> I think it, well, honestly, I feel like it's just a case by case. And honestly, I feel yeah. like the, the just talking about it is the most important thing. Talking about what does this mean for I we are can't humans. believe this AI led us to this. <laughs> yeah, we're, joke, we're ridiculously off the track. Joke. No, but cosmetic products in the U.S. no longer have to list their ingredients using the scientific formula because it sounds scary. I mean, it's not. It's related. 
the <laughs> Americans are scared. <laughs> Shall we keep going? This is great. I'm loving this episode. Newly obtained video shows a violent attack on a New York City subway train that was filmed by a bystander and posted to Facebook. The video has been viewed 16 million times and liked 700 times. It's <laughs> a low it's not ratio. Very many times, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the New York City transit system is second only to TikTok in popularity among young people. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good the joke. young people, they love it. They love TikTok. They love the subway. The New York City transit system. (laughs) (laughs) I would say true. True statement. Um, Roast meat pioneer Lizzie Morgan has confirmed that she has signed a contract to become the first person to attempt the roast meat extreme. Lizzie Morgan said that she was ready to do anything, and I mean anything, to become the first person to survive the roast meat extreme. Morgan was unavailable for an interview because she's busy having sex with the dead corpse of her boyfriend. That must be the roast meat experience. It must be. Is that's, that's like the name for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's really gross. That's horrible. <laughs> Whole Foods has announced a new program for low-income families in several locations to help them better understand Whole Foods products and how to properly eat them. Also, the farting in your face part. <laughs> That's the end. That's the punchline. As if it's like it's like as if we know that Whole Foods Whole Foods always farts in your face. Like that's like an established part of of like society is that when you go in there, they blow. That's like they just like blow farts on you the whole time. Oh my time. gosh. So, uh, Okay. Monday's New York Times featured an op-ed by President Biden urging Democrats not to become scapegoats for President Trump's failures. The piece is called Don't <laughs> The piece is called Don't Let the Boogeyman Scare You Into Thinking It's Okay to Hurt Black Folks. Has <laughs> <laughs> the president ever written an op-ed for the New York Times. I don't know, but I think that one is, this one is really sophisticated. Yeah, it's definitely has a kind of an understanding of, um, who Trump is, what he, what he stands for. And like the issues in our society, like it's tapping into shit here. Yeah. On Monday, Madonna announced a new initiative to help educate women in developing countries about birth control. Though it's great to see an aging pop star use her platform to do some good. I mean, I wish she could use her platform to do some better singing. (laughs) Because her new song sounds like two cats fighting in a wall. I mean, I've seen cats get along worse than that. It's like Madonna trying to pair them up for the tango. The riffing was bad, but the initial joke was great. (laughs) No, the, um, that first... The first punchline is great. I wish she'd use her platform to do some better singing. Ooh, 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 news news from the Musk zone is the next one. Yeah. News from the Musk zone. Tesla has stopped production of its lower-cost Model 3s and sent them to Puerto Rico to help with the island's power crisis. Wow, it's so fascinating to watch <laughs> Elon Musk move from one genius money-making idea to the next genius money-making idea, said the guy holding the money. <laughs> really sophisticated, again. I'm obsessed with this joke. They were making all sorts of jokes like this, though, when he when he offered to like 
solves the crisis and then backed out, which is something that Musk does all the time, which is annoying. He's the ultimate troll. He's so, he's the worst. He's like, oh, I could solve world hunger. Send me a send me a pitch, and then they're like, they send him the pitch, and he's like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> New York Governor Andrew Cuomo signed into law a bill banning the sale of polar bear trophies in the state. It's a move that has polar bears proclaiming, "We're gonna let you go. We're gonna let you go." When the polar bear sings his big hit, <laughs> "We're gonna let you go," it's a dance style that's very popular in the Midwest. It's where the polar bear infamously danced for Kanye West. Kanye <gasps> has since said he regrets working with the polar bear. Kanye's back. He's back. Kanye's back. He made it a surprise appearance at the end. Oh my god! Ah, uh, I love that. I love that he came back in to wrap up these these beautiful jokes. All right, Kelsey, um, what'd you think? I'm I'm I thought it was gonna be worse than it was. I thought it was gonna be like like the first joke. The first episode that we did that was all jokes, like most of those jokes didn't make They're sense. They're terrible. Yeah, yeah. Or I think these really tapped into something a lot of the time. There was something there. <laughs> Even though the wording wasn't right, the joke wasn't totally right, there was some observation that was pretty good. Man, what a good episode. This is a good episode, we gotta right? Do more. We got to do more of these. Um, we got to do a return of the SNL Weekend Update. This was worth the work you put into it, for sure. Thank you. I think so, too. It was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow us at AI Generated Pod on all relevant platforms. And our email is theaigeneratedpodcast at gmail.com. Kelsey and I did the data collection for today's episode, and I did the processing and model training. I also produced the show and wrote the music. Ellie Baker and I designed the thumbnail. We didn't have a guest today, but thank you to all of our listeners for listening. Those uh, 10 people out there. (laughs) Thanks, crew. And thank you to... Colin Jost. He writes the jokes. And Michael Che. And all the people over at OpenAI working on GPT-3 for making the API that we use on the show. This show was unwillingly solicited by our corporate overlords at Dover Demon Incorporated. 